Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. Now, very, very lucky to have this special lady. Now, when I this lady is the first person I asked to be on my podcast when I first set it up. And because she has such a busy schedule, we finally got time to sit down and have this interview and discuss and find out everything about her. It was with the greatest of pleasure. I introduce you to Sarah Ibrahim, inspirational coach and probably one of my best friends in the world. And I think she's wonderful. So, Sarah, welcome. What a welcome that was. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm truly honoured to be here on your on your podcast. Oh, my gosh, it's taken so long to get to this, but it's always been in my mind. And now here we are today the day. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. But Sarah, you are so busy. You've got so much going on. This is why it's nice that you're so busy. <laughs> You know, it's good. It's good. It is good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, sometimes you do think like, OK, I just need five minutes to kind of regroup. I feel like every one thing my brain takes in, something else kind of drops out. It's like I almost can feel myself forgetting stuff. But alas, I have methods to try and stay on top of things. <laughs> With an almost two year old at home, you know, sometimes things fall a bit by the wayside. But we get by. We get by. We do, we do. And what I'm going to say now, before I forget to the listeners, make sure you have pen and paper ready because we are going to get absolute gold nuggets from this lovely lady today. So without further ado, I am going to jump into the first question. Now, Sarah, can you describe your career path to date, please? Oh my gosh, Pearl, how long have you got? Wow. <laughs> okay, so at this moment in time, I am 38 years old, which you would not believe from looking at me. <laughs> but um, So my, my career path, I started working really when I was 16. Um, you know, I was that girl that just wanted to be independent. I wanted to get out, wanted to get to work, you know, and it was all a bit of a rush for me. And I look back now and I think, my God, I should have just kicked back and relaxed while I had the opportunity. Um, so I started out doing door-to-door double glazing, would you believe? So I was that really annoying person that would knock on your door just when you sat down after a long day to chat to you about your windows. So you can imagine the welcome that I didn't get at most people's houses. But let me tell you, this job really stood me in good stead for kind of making me resilient and making me adaptable and giving me kind of the courage and um, help me to be outgoing. You know, I was already that person anyway. I didn't suffer with shyness, which I'm sure you probably know. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, having to be on the ball and speak to strangers face to face every day, every day, every day, and be quite... um, spontaneous like in in response to whatever they said to me you know uh, it really gave me some skills that have been helpful throughout the rest of my life so that's where I started basically um that was a little flash in the pan and I made some really good friends doing that actually friends that are still you know my good friends now when we talk about the old days when we used to go knocking and all this came (laughs) up anyway that was that let's not dwell on that um I then went into 
um, being like doing admin work, basically. So I started out with what was then Cable Wireless and then went on to NTL and is now Virgin Media. Um, And so I was the administrator for a team of 25 engineers. So they were all men, right? I was 17 um, and I was this administrator. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know how to open an email or anything like that, you know, and I suddenly got this like adult job and I was like, oh, what's going on? I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) But this has been basically the story of my life. You know, I'm a say yes person and I just learn it as I go along. Um, and, I, and I'm cool with that because it's always worked out for me. And actually, I think there's something to be said for that method of doing things because it's sink or swim, you know, and sometimes if it doesn't work out, well, so what you tried. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went into this job and like the whole office, there was like 150 men and there was just six of us women. Right. And so you can imagine, you know, the things that we heard, the things that we were exposed to, you know, male banter and all that caper. But again, this set me in good stead because it, it gave me a resilience, you know, to, to survive as a 17 year old in a team of 25 men um, was quite something. And at the time, I didn't really view it that way. But now I look back and I just think, oh, my gosh, wow. OK. Um, and I was there for about six years. And so by the end of it, you know, it was like having 25 dads. Uh, by the time you know if they thought something would upset me every one of them was like Sarah you tell me who's upset you does you know and so it was great it was a really good kind of community feel but it got me started on my admin journey and it turned out that I was actually really good at it much to my surprise so this started me off I then went from there into uh, like a job at the city um, with Royal and Sun Alliance which is an insurance company and there began my demise unfortunately because I was there for six months and you know, the job was at a higher level than what I had realised. And, you know, what I was, how I sold myself in the interview, they didn't realise that what I meant by what I said was different from what they understood. So we already had this kind of mismatch, this gap of, of my skills. Um, and so I was trying to learn on the job, but in the environment, I didn't, I just did not thrive in it at all. It was kind of a heads down, you know, we just do our work. We don't talk to the person next to us you know, a very sedate corporate environment. And for me, well, you know me, Pearl, that just didn't work. And, you know, I'm that person that needs to have banter and, you know, fun and be able to talk to the people around me and stuff like this, you know, bounce off each other. Um, you know, more of an environment that's a bit more sociable, albeit work, right? And yeah. so after five months, um, I just, you know, I, I found myself going down and down and down, basically. My manager was bullying me and, I just hated it. I left there. I didn't work for six months afterwards. It just really sent me into a fear thing, right? I'd taken this job as a permanent job. And from that day on, I never took another permanent job up until about four years ago. So there's a long, long time. So this started me off temping. I temped basically for maybe 10 or 15 years, which was awesome, right? It was so awesome because you get paid weekly, you meet all sorts of different people, you know, different environments, different um, companies, all that sort of stuff. And so the end result of that is that I know a little about a lot of stuff, right? I've worked in banking, I've worked in finance, I've worked in construction, I've worked for the NHS, I've worked for the government, you know, you name it, I've basically done it, right? Jack of all trades, that's me. And that served a purpose of giving me the skill of adaptability, Right, I can just kind of swoop in somewhere, see what needs to be done and fix it and then move on. And I'm not tied to it. If I hate it, all well and good because I'm not going to be there for long. Um, and, you know, and you pick up large banks of knowledge and friends and, and skills as well because you're doing different things everywhere. So this was really, really good. And it, it worked for me because it meant I wasn't tied down to a permanent job. 
And then I had a brief stint at being married um, and then decided that I wanted to be a holiday rep. So I went to university at like 27 um, because I thought, you know what, I'm sick and tired of arranging meetings. I, you know, this admin thing, I'm really good at it. I'm really being paid well for it. I can walk out of one job on a Friday and straight into another one on a Monday, getting paid upwards of 20 pounds an hour. You know, I was living a good life, but... My soul was just like, oh, please, not another meeting. Right? You know, these meetings, they meant nothing to me. You know, it just wasn't, it didn't, I didn't wake up in the morning and think, yippee. You know, I was just like, oh, my days, another day at that place. Somebody saved me. And so I just up sticks and quit. I quit with no plan, no job, no nothing, but I knew I was done with admin, right? And so, and then I went and got a job in a bar. Okay, <laughs> of all places. So you can imagine I've gone from this really well paid corporate kind of roles to working in a local bar in Leytonstone in, e- in East London and um, being paid kind of minimum wage. But my God, I loved it, right? So I am, you know, that person through and through that can stand and chat and, you know, the customers love me. I loved them. It was a great time. And I was saying to them on a regular basis, you know, I want to do something. What can I do? What can I do? And it's so interesting, Pearl, what people come up with based on what what they know of you right so these people they didn't really know me that well obviously I was just the barmaid in the pub but from what their impression of me they would come up with things like why don't you be a croupier in a casino I would never have thought of that in like a billion trillion ever years right never and it wasn't something I pursued but you take the point it was really interesting what people thought until one guy, he was a French polisher, and he said to me, Sarah, why don't you go into like tourism or hospitality? Because when you're bubbling, everyone's bubbling with you. You know, you should be in this kind of industry because that, that, that suits your personality. And I thought, you know, well, I think I want to something there, my friend. And so off I went to uni and I did international tourism management, partly because I just wanted to do something and partly because he sounded like a good idea. Well, I loved it, Pearl. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Like, I just completely fell in love with tourism as a topic. And, you know, I just find the movement of people across the world fascinating, their reasons for doing so, and the impact on a destination and planning for tourism, all of that stuff. I just loved it. And and ended up graduating with first-class honours, actually, which was phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. So out of 120, there were two of us that graduated first-class, and I was one of them. So very proud moment now. Um, And so with that knowledge, I then went on my honeymoon to Mauritius and it was a holiday with Tui, um, you know, the big, big holiday company um, and absolutely fell in love with it. And on the way back on the plane, I was sat next to a lady who was working for Tui. And so I was like, this is a sign. This is a sign. I plucked up the courage to speak to her and I was like, look, what do you do and how did you get them? And so she told me this story about how she'd been working for Tui for only eight years and she started off as a holiday rep in Egypt for a few seasons. And then she became the, the team leader, then the manager and so on. Just eight years later, she's now a very, very senior manager in their head office in Luton. But she manages teams in like Aruba, in the Maldives, in, you know, in Mauritius. And I was just like, oh, my God. And so she gets to go out to these destinations. Um, and that particular year, it was the first year that Tui were offering Mauritius. And so she had stayed in seven hotels in seven days, you know, introducing them to the brand um, and, you know, what they expect of their customers and so on, so on. So she said, look, it sounds really glamorous, but actually I'm knackered, you know, and I've got a, a husband and a, and a small child indoors. 
because my teams are this far across the world, I'm often working really late at night or very early hours of the morning because of the time difference. Um, you know, so although it all seems glamourly, this is kind of what you'd be letting yourself in for potentially. And I was like, oh, I love it. I'm sold. Anyway, she gave me her details. I applied immediately as soon as I got home to be a holiday rep. And of course, got the job. So <laughs> off I went on my merry way for my first summer season abroad to Menorca. This was in, in the summer of 2015. And I had only just got married like a year before. And so some people were like, you know, what are you doing kind of thing. But my husband and I, you know, he'd worked abroad all throughout our, our relationship. So we were used to being apart. You know, he'd worked mm. in Dubai and Burkina Faso and Malta and all sorts of places. So, it, you know, we weren't worried about it. Off I went on my merry way. Oh, my God, I absolutely loved it, Pearl. Loved it. I was like, I found my calling. You know, I genuinely cared about people's holidays. I genuinely wanted them to have the best possible time. And that, trans- that translated into me working, you know, a lot of hours, extra hours I didn't need to be working to see people off, to welcome them in, carting their cases around, you know, just really giving them the full experience so that they can enjoy their holidays. And I always made sure I was in a family hotel because I loved kids, right? I didn't have any children, didn't have any desire to have children, but I loved children around me because, you know, you don't have to be so sensible all day long, do you? <laughs> We had a little bit of a laugh and a joke, and you know, we play at the pool side and stuff. And this was work in inverted commas. So, and what a great time, you know. Unfortunately, during that time, my marriage crumbled, and that's a completely another story. But, you know, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. That summer season set me up for, for life. You know, every job that I've had has given me something different. And working as a holiday rep was just oh my god you know people loved me they loved me loved me loved me and I loved them equally and so it was really really good I came home I ended up working back from the NHS again um for a little bit and went back out again to do another summer season in in 2017 again in Menorca and actually you know what happened right I would would sometimes do an airport shift and people would come through like our holiday makers would come through and a few people were like Sarah and I was like oh my god how the hell do you remember me like this was two years ago you know and I just think what a privilege as as a rep to be able to make such an impact on people's lives that they remember you like forever you know that was part of the love for the job like the little things that we could do as reps you know if it was their anniversary put a bottle of wine in their room or something while they're out at the poolside or you know recommend a restaurant I know that they're going to absolutely love you know not necessarily things that are making me money but something that's going to give them that extra little experience because experiences and memories is what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. You know, holidays are a really, really Definitely. special time and you want them to be something amazing. Like we're like ships in, in the night at home, aren't we? Like yeah. we're so busy and with school and college and dropping the kids off and making dinners and la, 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 all that stuff that we do. We don't really get to spend time together, properly quality time. And so to be in that privileged position of being able to make this quality time so memorable for them oh my god I really bought into that so so much and and it paid off obviously people remembered me and so I was truly privileged I came back from now the end of 2017 and I had been promoted so I was going to go back out in the summer of 2018 and be a team leader which I was really excited for but the, the big man upstairs had different plans for me and I fell pregnant and the next thing is bash bosh I have a baby boy <laughs> the lovely Chase who you've met um, and so with that 
came just a complete overhaul, Pearl. You know, it wasn't something I had planned for. wasn't something that I expected. You know, imagine I was footloose and fancy free. I was 36. I was living my life abroad. Any money that I had coming in was mine. I had no ties, no commitments, no mortgage, no rent arrangements, nothing. And then all of a sudden, I'm in charge of a little boy. And I was like, oh, what the... And so I was like, you know, I knew then that my career was kind of over in that sense, obviously. Um, you know, you can hardly be a holiday rep abroad with a two-year-old, can you? Um, but I still had this passion for travel. And so I set up a business as an independent travel agent at home, um, which I loved. And I also set up a business as a virtual assistant at home because, you know, going back to my admin roots, this is something I know that I'm really, really good at. You know, this is yeah. something that comes easily to me. Um, and actually it's something that I do quite enjoy so long as it's the tasks that I want to do. <laughs> and so the benefit of it being your own business is that, of course, you get to pick and choose. You know, yeah. someone asked me to do their expenses. I'm like, no, thank you very much. You can do that yourself. <laughs> um, but, you know, if they want me to arrange their events or, or retreats or schedules and stuff like that, not a problem for me at all. So this set me off on the path of the entrepreneur and what a journey that has been. Now, I met you through my my entrepreneurial journey and, you know, quite early on. And so you've been by my side and seen it unfolding over the last kind of year and a half. Um, And, you know, it's it's something that evolves daily, isn't it? You and I have both grown in different ways and we share a lot of knowledge, don't we, between us? We do. so I had, an, I had a network marketing business as well last year, which I loved. I loved, 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 loved. I'm an absolute advocate of the network marketing industry. I think it gets a bad name. from You know, people maybe sometimes don't carry it out in a way that's very, what's the word, doesn't have a lot of integrity. Yeah. But yeah. actually, the people in that industry are phenomenal. You know, they are notoriously positive they're notoriously kind of high achievers. They're very friendly. They're very happy people and an amazing kind of group to be part of. And I learned so much. Through my network marketing business, I uncovered a natural gift for helping other people. Um, And this year decided, you know what, instead of doing three things kind of adequately, I'm going to put all my eggs into one basket and do one thing really, really well. And I decided to launch my coaching business. Um, And what a journey that's been as well. So, you know, kind of pulling together all the different um, strands of what I think people will want to know and learning from them and listening to what it is that they need and also pulling in the knowledge of all the stuff that I wish I would have known over the last year and a half um, to create the Unshakable Mamas program. So it's been a real, uh, what's the word, Pearl? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? It's been magnificent, I guess. You know, it's just been so diverse and I've met so many people and had so many experiences. And, you know, I look back now and I think, okay, that's why that happened. And it brought me to here. And if I hadn't learned that in that job, then I never would have understood this and so on. And I, you know, I'm fascinated by all things kind of human psyche and understanding what goes on and why and how and all of that jazz, as you know. So here we are. That was a very long answer, but there you go. That's the answer. But it's absolutely wonderful. And I say to the listeners, you can see why this lady is so, so special. She lights up a room every time she shares her knowledge. (laughs) Uh, I told you you needed pen and paper and there's so much information. I mean, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And I'm going to ask now. You've got so much information to share. Can 
can I invite you back to be a guest and share again? Because you've got so much to share and I'd love to have you back as a guest. Uh, I can be persuaded for the right price. <laughs> Brilliant. You've heard it here, listeners. We're going to have Sarah back to share all her wonderful pearls of wisdom. I'm going, to move, on. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next question. You might have touched on some of it in your introduction, but can you name three things that made you choose your current career and why? So my current career, as you've already said, is that I'm an inspiration coach um, for mumpreneurs. So the reason why I chose that is because my heart is to serve, is to help others. You know, I've always been that person. I've realised looking back that I've been coaching people all my life. I just didn't realise that it was the case. Um, you know, I've always been that person that's kind of a mediator, the voice of reason, and that person that people come to when they want, you know, just a straight answer or or they want to process something themselves in a judgment-free kind of environment or, you know, they know that they are safe sharing with me. And some of the things I've been told over the years, I'm just like, oh, how do I always end up being the person that has all this <laughs> stuff, you know? But it's a privilege, you know, it is a privilege. And so that for me is the main reason that my heart is to serve. I just love to help others and to see others rise having had an encounter with me whether that be a conversation or you know however it unfolds that to me is is everything so that's the first thing the second thing of course is a more practical thing it's about being able to build my business around my baby um and to fit my to fit the schedule around my life rather than having to conform to you know nine to fives and sneaking out of meetings to take phone calls about the kids and summer holidays, childcare, all of that jazz. Ah, uh, no, thank you very much. Yeah. So that was something. And the third thing is really about legacy for me. You know, it's about building something that I can be proud of and that Chase can be proud of. Like my ultimate goal is for Chase to be able to say to his friends, that's my mummy. Like, that's what it's all about, just for him to be proud, to have something to, to show him, like I'm a single mum, to show him that no matter what comes at you, no matter what the odds are, you know, if you have got a dream or a desire that you absolutely can go and have it, no matter what it is, if you follow your heart, you will get there 100%. Like, I just want him one of the main things I want him to understand in life is to just go for it, just go for it. And I will always support him no matter whatever he does. And I think that's so important. And I can't, I can't try and teach him, you know, Chase, go and you go follow your dreams. You go and, you know, follow your heart, but mummy's not going to, mummy's just going to, you know, sit here doing a job that sucks away at her soul. Um, That doesn't work, does it? You know, we have to lead by example. And so, a way to teach him about freedom and, and, you know, being able to be who he wants to be is by doing it myself, first of all. So that's that. Oh, this is absolutely wonderful. I said to you, listeners, see, this lady is so, so special. Um, I've got goosebumps just listening to you. And your <laughs> message is so, so spot on for you, your personality and what you want to do. And Chase will be. Uh, he'll be saying that's my mummy that's my mummy I can see it. I it's it's going to be happening and it's going to be happening very very quickly because you are inspirational you really are and I do tell you this almost every day don't I? not almost every day every day <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, he's absolutely wonderful. Excuse me, I'm getting a bit croaky. Now, what key values does your business offer you? Because you are so phenomenal at what you do. Your values, not only does it offer you, it's what you offer your customers as well. It's just so special. So really, like this is all tied in with kind of my vision. You know, my, my vision is that we as women will stand in our power and rise and just really be true to ourselves. And I think, you know, as mums especially, we often end up kind of bottom of the priorities list, which is a place where we put ourselves, you know, it's so easy to go, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that and I've got to get the kids to here and I've got to do the shopping and do the dinner and, you know, I've got to go and help so-and-so move house and da-da-da-da-da. Oh, don't worry, I'll I'll do my nails later or, you know, oh, don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll find time to have that nice bubble bath later, whatever, you know, those are silly examples, but you know what I mean. When you feel like there's so much stuff to do in a day, what is it that you sacrifice? It's your own self-care. It's your own needs and desires because you think, oh, all right, well, that can wait. I can't, I can't wait to take him to, I don't know, basketball, but I can wait to have my bath. But when does that ever happen? It, it, we often don't get round to it. Yeah. And for me, I've realised that it's so important to put yourself as the centrepiece of your business and and of your family because you are you know the mum is the glue that holds it all together right you know the family life kind of revolves around the mum you know she's the one that is is the linchpin of it all and if we're not firing on all cylinders if our cup is not full then it's really really hard for us to give what we want to you know we become frustrated we become tired we become aggy or irritable or we become sick or you know, or, or we've not got time for ourselves. And eventually you get to a point where you're just like, oh, but what about me? Yeah. What about me? What about I want? You know, and, and we put ourselves in that situation. And it sometimes happens subconsciously. You don't realise until after one day you suddenly think to yourself, who even am I anymore? Yeah. You know, you get labelled with all these hats like mum and nurse and teacher and entertainer and taxi and all of this stuff. But, but who are you? You yeah. know, we, we lose track of ourselves. And so my vision for my business is, is to really reconnect women with themselves and to remember who they were before they had children, to reignite those passions and those desires and bring them forth and, you know, really go on to create something for themselves so that they too can be proud, so that they can have this legacy, so that they can show their kids that, you know, you don't have to do what society tells you to do. You can have it all if you want yeah. to. Um, and I think sometimes you just need somebody to kind of grab you by the hand and go, look, right, I know you think you're stuck, but you're not, okay, and I'm going to show you how to get unstuck. And yeah. that is the main thing that I am bringing to my business. That and kind of building up, like, your self-worth and your self-confidence and your mindset you know because again all of these things can slip away we give up our bodies we give up our jobs we give up our time you know so many things go into being a mum but we need to replenish that because we're just as important we are just as important and even if it's just 10 minutes every day to do something for ourselves anything at all it's it's critical it is absolutely critical because otherwise what you're saying to your children is you know, mummy doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if I don't take care of myself. Doesn't matter if I'm running on empty. That's essentially the message that we're giving, whether we mean to or not, if we don't, if we don't take care of ourselves. So I just really want to 
give women back their confidence, give them back their their burning passion and desire, you know, just to reignite that goddess within that sometimes gets a little bit squashed down by the daily grind. Oh, this is absolutely wonderful. I am so glad that I've got you as my guest. It is, it's just mm-hmm. pure pearls of wisdom. It really is everything you're sharing. It's wonderful. Uh, had to live up to the name of your fabulous show, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and I say to the listeners, I told you this one would be special. And it's one that you'll listen to again and again and again, because we always learn. Every time I listen to Sarah, I learn something mm-hmm. new. Now, you've probably touched on certain things where you've said about your three things, but what key values does your business offer you? What key values does my business offer me? So uh, explain the question a little bit more. Um, I, uh, this is me, maybe me using some of my corporate bit when I put these questions together. Mm-hmm. When you work for corporate, they have a vision and value that all the employees mm-hmm. are set to work towards so in that respect when you've put your business together what key values does your business give to you and probably what would you offer to your customers you've probably touched on that on some of um current career and everything yeah so it's about just you know really being open and honest at all times like operating with integrity and transparency and in the best interests of my clients myself and my son you know, that is one of the key things for me to always operate from a place of the highest good. Yeah. You know, because that that is, well, that's key, isn't it? Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, other values that it offers me is, you know, well, security and the, the whole legacy thing, as I say. Yeah. And this is, this is I mean, you epitomise what everyone looks for in Mm. business and in life just listening to your inspiration as you share and your your career journey to date and how you've got that everything you've done has given you some form of value as to what you want to give back like you said in service for people and everything you do is I, I say to the listeners Sarah epitomizes everything that we all want to see in people that we're working with and also what we want to see in ourselves and if we're not quite there I say reach out to this lovely lady and all the um connections the ways to actually connect with Sarah will be in the description of the podcast you are going to learn wonders from this lady and already you can see just how much she's sharing so again it's if you want to be in the same position that Sarah is um, how inspirational she is you need to work with her so yes that's where I'd say your key values literally you epitomize that you eat sleep breathe it and in everything you've said you're sharing that and you you live a life that others dream of and that's true inspiration and so this is why I say to you so often inspirational mm. coach that is the most perfect title for what you do it really is people have said to me so much over the years you know you inspire me like to I don't know to do this or to not do that or to whatever and so when I started my coaching I was like mm, you know because this coaching is so, so vast isn't it you know we've got life coaches and this coach and that coaches and weight loss coaches and wellness coaches and every kind of coach in the entire universe and I was like hmm and then I thought you know what inspiration coach is the most logical thing for me because it's something that people have said to me time and time and time again and you know I aspire to inspire I just think 
I, I do think that it's a gift, you know, that, to be able to inspire somebody to take some action or to rise up to be a better version of themselves, to, you know, get out of their comfort zone. It's such an amazing gift to have, to, to be able to bring that out in someone. And it's honestly, it's my honour to be able to use that for the greater good. I spoke to a lady the other day, she's in my Facebook group, and um, she made a comment on one of my posts saying something about, oh, I want to get off the nine to five. I said, well, look, you're in the right place. Um, I said, well, I'll message you. So I messaged her and I said, look, you know, is there anything that I can help you with or whatever? Do you want to have a little chat? I know we don't know each other, but I picked up on this comment and so on. And so she said, oh, you know, I've got a full-time job and I've got this and this and this and this and this, and I don't have time to da la 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 And I was like, right, okay, stop, stop. All of that is excuses, right? It's true. I'm not taking anything away from that. But if you want to change the path, then you've got to make a commitment to to make the change. So we arranged a call for Saturday. Well, I spoke to her on Saturday. We spoke for about half an hour and it was an amazing conversation, actually. So she said to me, just by the very virtue of having the call with me on the Saturday lunchtime, that had kind of bolstered her to kind of take action in the morning and get herself in a frame of mind for achieving things and doing things for herself and so on we had the call and in the afternoon she took xyz actions towards setting up her own business which was just things that she'd been talking about rather than actually doing you know there was a number of really good reasons why she hadn't done this and why she hadn't done that underneath it all was fear was fear you know of just getting yourself out there and yes those reasons were valid but that's no good reason to stay stuck yeah and so we kind of got to the bottom of it and she messaged me on Sunday and she said oh my gosh Sarah you know thank you so much for taking the time out to have that call with me I've done xyz things and I was like woohoo well done you this is amazing and I took a step back to myself and I thought you know all I've done is just sat on the phone with her for half an hour and pointed out a couple of things which maybe some people don't necessarily want to hear you know but I'm always honest I was like okay that's fear okay that's an excuse okay how about we do this this and this and she took it all on board and hey presto she's now running where she was just sat talking about it so amazing what an amazing gift I love it you are phenomenal but I tell you this very regularly as well you are so so special lovely lady and I say to the audience again this is how special Sarah is and you you're probably inspired just by hearing her story and what she's done and how she helps people because she does it to me yet yeah, we speak every day without fail probably many times every day about a bazillion times <laughs> <laughs> and if something goes wrong and i will do uh record a message on facebook messenger i send it to sarah and i go rah, 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 and she come back <laughs> and she say and breathe and go through certain things and i suddenly think yes uh, but I feel vindicated that I've I've shared with Sarah gone, rah, 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 and she's helped me and she always helps me and this is what she could do to help you so it is so so special and I thank you every day for that oh I love you pal you know that <laughs> the feeling is mutual and this is where the, the listeners will feel and see the energy on this interview because you've got so much to share mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to the next question. Now, this one, Go for it. this this is a corporate one as well. This is what I used to ask all my CEOs when they were writing a blog article. But I throw it in because then we get to see a um, mix, mix up of what people are doing. Now, Sarah, okay. what, what keeps you awake at night? 
dun, dun, dun. At the moment, the heat um, <laughs> and the mosquitoes. I had a mosquito in my room last night and the night before, which I let me tell you, I was highly unimpressed with. Um, alas, that is not the real answer to the question. Um, what keeps me awake at night is just... I don't know, I suppose in a way it is a brand of fear, you know, just kind of thinking, well, what what if this doesn't work? Or what if that doesn't work? Or, you know, just kind of wondering what's coming next, you know, because we're not handed a guidebook to our lives, are we? No, okay. No. Right, okay, now next week you're going to, uh, you know, create three new programs for your business. And the week after that, you're going to sell it to 25 people. The following week, you're going to be invited to speak on stage. You know, none of that exists. We have to go out and create everything. And, you know, you and I are both massive advocates of kind of spirituality and just having the faith and trusting that it's going to work out. But, you know, sometimes when I wake up in the night, I do find myself wondering, wondering, wondering what's going to happen next. And I really have to kind of talk myself down from that and say, you know, it's not for me to know. It's just for me to take the next step, just take the next step. And that's all I ever need to do is take the next step. So that kind of squashes that one back down and puts it back into perspective. (laughs) Other things that keep me awake at night, I guess, you know, without being too much doom and gloom, is just wondering about Chase, you know, what happens if something happened to me? You know, he, his dad isn't around and we live with my mum, so he's got grandma and so on. But, you know, obviously she's older and that kind of, that kind of stuff that we probably don't really need to go fully into here because <laughs> I don't want to bring the tone down. But that does, you know, I will be honest, that does play on my mind sometimes and other times just wondering you know will his dad ever get in touch with him or like how will I explain to him why he hasn't got a dad around or whatever or you know will I meet somebody else and all of this stuff that again it's not for me to know um just take the steps so that's the answer and I say to the listeners as well this shows how much you care and how much effort and work you put into everything because you're still thinking about it when you should be sleeping because quite often we yeah. will have messaged people and it'll be each other and it'll be in the middle of the night and we wake up oh oh yes yeah. we've been awake at the same time but it shows how much you care and it also yeah, shows absolutely. how special you are it really does really mm-hmm. does so yes I think what you've shared is basically what all of us if we're brave enough we all go through that I mean yeah. I I, I was a single mum from when my daughter was nine and I brought my two mm-hmm. kids up and I put my daughter through uni and her masters. And wow. it's when I look back, it's something yes, I can be proud of. Sometimes there were scary bits in there, but it makes oh, yeah. you stronger. It makes you far uh-huh. stronger. And the role model you become for your children is so, so special. I mean, I, I'm five foot two, quite diddy, and yet if there was any problems with my kids, they would say, (laughs) and I go in there and I can remember shouting, having words with the school, having words with gangs of people that turned up at our door, and I'd be looking up at most of them and sort of almost almost doing (laughs) doing. I think get uh, Barbara Windsor, get out my pub sort of thing where I would say, you get off my lawn, you get out of my house, you go. And you, you don't realise what you've got in you until yeah. you're doing it for those little people. Yeah. And they sure. they give you everything. And so, yes, I think so many people that are listening and everything would see the same. So 
you are one very special lady. You really Thank are. Thank you, my love. <laughs> now, I'm going to move on, change the tone again. Where and how, where and how do you work best? Um, so for me, well, you know, it all comes back to this whole inspiration thing, right? I am not very good at forcing myself to do stuff, right? And so it was really important to me that my business is built from a place of love, is built from the heart. And I found myself kind of losing my way a little bit not so long ago, as you well know, where I was just surrounded by so much noise and, you know, this works for this person, that works for that person. This is how to build a seven-figure business and so on. And it's all fine and well, and it's great that these people are teaching us and it's worked for them. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's right for us. And so for me, like kind of sitting down and making myself do the things that just felt ick, I was like, why why am I choosing to build my own business doing things that I don't love? Like it doesn't make sense. And so as soon as I made that shift to say, right, okay, I'm going to lead from the heart. I'm going to do what I feel is right. I'm going to create what I want to create. I'm going to show up how I want to show up. And it's about taking inspired action. Of course it is. All comes back to inspiration. And so for me, the way that I work best is to just listen to my heart, right? If I feel like, oh, I'm going to write a blog post now or, oh, I'm going to record my next radio show, then that's when I'll do it. You know, you know that I've, ha- I've struggled on occasion with my radio show, like content, thinking of things because I put myself under pressure and go, oh, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? But actually, if I take a step back and just give myself five minutes and wait for the inspiration to come, then it just flows and it comes really, really easily to me. But that, that's the key thing for me is to not force myself to create or to be or to do when I'm not in that zone because it doesn't come from a place of, of soul, you know, yeah. like, with my posting in my Facebook group and stuff, you know, sometimes I've said to you, oh, I haven't posted yet and I feel bad because I'm not showing up and I'm not being consistent. But actually, you know, I want to show that you don't have to do the things that, you know, that people say you have to do to be yeah. successful. Yeah. I don't want to post for the sake of posting because it's just, it's pointless. It's just words. They don't mean anything. You know, I've just dragged them out of thin air just for the sake of posting something. Well, what's the point? It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not, it's not connected to me. It's not in alignment. Yeah. So it, it's, it's futile. And so I only kind of do the things when I'm inspired to do them. And that's not to say that there aren't days when I know that I need to create a certain something or do whatever that I do have to force myself. You know, I'm only human. But most of the time, my principle is to lead from the heart and to do the things that feel good and to do the things that feel right. And so that's, that's how I work the best. And where is basically wherever I am, you know, I've done lives walking down the street before now I'll be walking with Chase to Tesco and I'll suddenly become inspired to do a Facebook live about, I know making friends online. I did one not so long ago and I just walk into Tesco, you know, the camera is all jiggly and so on and there's traffic noises and I'm trying to keep hold of the push chair. But when you're inspired, I think it's really important to just take action right away because otherwise we get caught up in our heads and we overthink things and we find all the reasons not to do it. And, you know, and our brain talks us out of stuff. And, you know, if you just go through it, as soon as you think of it, wherever you are, whatever the situation, 
you know, and it keeps it real as well. I think, you know, walking down the road to Tesco, uh, even though it's maybe not the best quality of recording, it represents me as a real person, as a mum, you know, shows that you can run a business, you can show up even on the walk to Tesco. You don't have to have, you know, a home office with all the latest equipment and you don't have to have hours and hours of free time to sit down dedicated solely to this thing. You know, you can build it however you want. And so that's, that is how I try and portray myself. And you will have seen as well, you know, that sometimes even when it's not great for me, like, again, I'm, I'm only human. We do have days when we're just a bit like, Bleh. and I've always try and share that as well, because I think, I think if it's all just sunshine and lollipops day in and day out, people just get a bit like, oh, please, what, nothing ever goes wrong for you, yeah? Like, you're just peeing glitter 24-7. It's not real, is it, right? And so I think, you know, it's important to say, okay, do you know what? Today, I feel a bit meh, and today I found it really hard to give a monkeys about anything, but here's what I've done about it, X, Y, and Z, and put a positive spin on it, because that's different from going, oh, I feel poo, and everything's wrong with the world. Like, you'll never see that post from me. Yeah. But you might see a post that says, I feel poo, and everything's wrong with the world. But here's what I've done about it. And this is how I've turned it around. And this is how you too can help yourself. Because I think that's important. Yep. And totally, totally agree with absolutely everything you say. And something I'm going to add to this, you know, Mm -hmm. my consulting, my digital comms consulting, which is what I do as sort of before COVID and everything. That was my main breadwinner. Yeah. So I work with social media. Yeah. so annoys me the amount of bs that people put out on social media when you started that and saying about the seven figures that is complete and utter bollocks and i'm saying (laughs) that word because it is because if people were earning this sort of thing they wouldn't be sat on facebook telling you oh you're doing this and if you follow this you could be the same as me no 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 if they're doing that They'd be having whole teams of people with actors and actresses doing the videos behind the scenes to actually pull (laughs) something together. I know from, I mean, both of us have looked at affiliate marketing before and I looked at it when affiliate marketing first started. And there was these people that would actually share their bank account with the the blacked out lines and just say the one figure. And I think, oh, this was all exciting. And the first course I did, they sent me the template of the blacked out thing for you to write whatever figure you wanted in this thing and I thought I hate you I hate you complete (laughs) load of rubbish and this is what really gets me like you say all this glitter and wonder and lollipops and everything it isn't it's because people feel they have to post this their social media life is completely different to what they really do and it causes so much potential mental health problems look at the youngsters coming through now if they don't get enough likes on their post they get bullied at school for it and everything and it is complete and a a tosh and this is what really annoys me because yes i've done social media plans for massive companies you have to be authentic and truthful which is what you were saying and all these people like when you said when you weren't showing up in your group every day i've got facebook groups i've got linkedin groups that i don't show up in every day Mm. because i'm not adding value every day if i've got something that i need to share that's going to help there and then i will share it 
if you force yourself because people say, oh, you must be posting every day, you do not connect with the right people. You do not bring your authentic tribe and your soul aligned people to you. You exactly. just, you, you, it just doesn't work. You have to be authentic. So everything you've said there, completely agree with. And that's me getting on my hobby horse because it really, <laughs> really annoys me when I see this, where people say, you must do this, you must do that. And sometimes I think, no, complete load of rubbish. Because if you'd really done that, you wouldn't be sat here on this doing there. You'd have someone go to write in a book and you'd be out there traveling and promoting it. You would not be sitting on Facebook saying, if you do this, you will get this, this <laughs> and this. So that's that's my, my tuppence put into it, as it were. So I'll read, <laughs> I will move on to the next question. But I think the listeners know if there's something that I can add value to. And just when you said that, yeah. I thought, yes, completely. And as, as listeners will have heard... Sarah's authentic. She does everything with passion and through inspiration. So you know what you get from Sarah is truth, honesty and results. Whereas if you listen to some of these people that talk complete that are rubbish, you're not going to ever be able to achieve it because I don't truly believe that most of these people have done it themselves. But that's that's me. I will move on to the next question after putting the world to rights. Go for it. What tools do you use that makes your work life easier? Ooh. Okay, so tools that I use that make my work life easier are, and like I said, apps and things that I use to um, kind of, what's the word, automate things for me. So, for example, you and I both use the same app, the five-minute journal, right? And so... Like, I'm a big fan of journaling, you know, and I often do put pen to paper as well. But it's important to me to take five minutes to be grateful every single day. And it's important to me to journal consistently because I know what I get from it. And so by downloading this app, I think, what was it, £4.97 or something ridiculous, just a one-time payment. But it prompts you in the morning, every morning, 8 o'clock, it says to me, you know, what 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 amazing things are going to happen today or something like that. And so then you put in three things that you're grateful for and three things that you're going to do to make the day amazing. And then there's space for an affirmation. And then in the evening, it comes along and prompts you again and says, okay, what three amazing things happened today? And how could you have made today even better? And it really makes you just reflect on, okay, this didn't actually go quite so well today. I could maybe adjust X, Y, Z, or I could be a bit more patient or I could be more tolerant or whatever. And by taking that time to reflect on on yourself, you're aiding your personal growth and then a space to put a picture as well, which I think is great because I look back over the over the months and I can see all these different pictures of you know how my day has been and stuff. So that's one thing I do because you know when I put pen to paper with journaling, sometimes it can go on and on and it's a, it's a big time commitment it doesn't have to be obviously but you know sometimes the inspiration just flows and flows and we don't have time we're busy mums you know we've got stuff going on that's one thing um another thing is obviously the, the calendars you know synchronizing my google calendar my outlook calendar if i don't set reminders pearl it ain't getting done right yeah. i think yeah. to date every single reminder that's ever gone off on my phone and there's about at least 10 a day Every single one, I think, oh, oh my God, yeah. I don't think, oh, yeah, you know, I knew that was, uh, oh, I, I knew that I had to do that. I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I just like every day, I'm like, oh, 10 times a day, thinking to myself, oh my God, it's good job I set that reminder because I, I would have forgotten, you know, because there's just so much going on. And so 
by setting these reminders, it really helps to keep me on track. And then um, other things I do to help myself is, you know, on a Sunday, I try and sit down, really look at my calendar for the week and say, okay, I need to, um, or I am committed to doing X, Y, and Z things. So for example, this week, this podcast, you know, to think ahead and think, okay, what do I need to know? What are the questions I'm going to be asked? You know, what, how do I need to show up? Where's the link? This, 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 you know, just prepping for stuff. And because you can easily lose so much time faffing around. Oh my God. You know, I try and cram my entire adult life, my work life into Chase's nap times at lunchtime. And if I'm not ahead of the game, when he goes down at 12 o'clock, I can easily spend until half past 12 thinking, right now, what was it I was going to do? And then I get distracted by Facebook and then I do some pointless scrolling of my inbox and get distracted by a bunch of junk in there as well. And before I know it, it's half 12, I've achieved nothing. Then I think, oh, I'll go and have a cup of tea. I'll just make a quick sandwich, you know, and then he wakes up and I'm just like, okay, good. Well done, Sarah. So I've learned this and I try and make sure that I know exactly what it is I'm going to do. So when he goes to bed, boom, I can just crack straight on with it. Yeah. So for me, that looks like making lists. I love a list. Okay. Don't judge. I love a list. And on some days when I feel like I've not achieved as much as I want to do, I'm totally that person that will write on it things I've already done just so that I can cross them off and feel that sense of achievement. I get up, tick. Clean teeth, tick. You know, <laughs> some days it's like that, isn't it? You know, yeah. you don't achieve as much as what you wanted to. And, and it's easy to feel like, oh, you know, I've done nothing, but actually I've kept a child alive all day. You know, this yes. is a big deal. It's the most important job of all. Um, other things that I do to help myself keep on track are really just making sure I connect with my friends every day, right? Which I know might sound a bit like, well, how does that help you? But actually it's really important to, to me to make sure that I stay connected so that I don't kind of go into a a whole of my own you know don't isolate myself and then engage in pointless activities like mindless scrolling and you know just passing time doing things that are of no consequence you know by speaking to my friends I get a boost from them and you know we love each other obviously and so you know it makes you happy and I think that's important to have that happiness in each and every day and life is so short you know it's important to take five minutes to go hi how are you just to remind you I still love you you're amazing um, those things really help me stay on track more so than probably a lot of other more traditional things actually um, other things I do to help myself I'm constantly on a self-development tip as you know self-confessed self-development junkie extraordinaire I'm constantly doing courses and challenges and reading and stuff like this to just expand my world to expand my vision to expand my network everything you know if there's an opportunity for me to to grow I'm there like a bear um other tools that I use what else let me think let me think um do you know I can't even think now I'll go with that for now and this is absolutely brilliant when you say about a list oh I so I so I I get more done if I have a list and that sense of achievement when you can tick that box yeah and say it really it's brilliant when you say about the five minute journal I know on my radio shows the amount of times I've said about it and I always mention that Sarah introduced it to me because I always give her kudos for that and it is I used like you if I wrote a journal I could write pages and pages and then I'd miss things and I'd feel that the day had gone because I'd written so long in the journal. So having that five yeah. minute journal is far quicker. And where it says, how would you have made today different? Mm-hmm. 
I'd say for the last few months, I can write nothing. Today was perfect. And that is That's such, amazing. It is a wonderful, wonderful achievement. I mean, yes, yeah. we all have things that we can go through. But just seeing those, and this is where the listeners, where you have your pen and paper and writing all this down, I told you you'd learn from Sarah, it's just brilliant. Everything you share, they are pearls of wisdom. And I know I'm saying it all the way through, but you have so much to offer and share with people. Here's another one that I just thought of that I do. I am a self-confessed like stationary addict, which I think is an affliction that a lot of us women suffer with, actually. Um, and so I've constantly got like a bazillion notepads, but I consciously use each one for something specific. Yeah. So like I've got one notepad that I go to straight away for my radio show. I've got one notepad that I go to straight away for my Unshakable Mama's Route to Success program. One notepad that I go to straight away for my virtual assistant business and so on and so on. And although you've got everything in kind of different places, like seven, eight notepads, I know instantly which one I need to go to for each yeah. Um, different aspects of whatever it is I'm trying to achieve and so that really helps me and also what I do I try and get notepads that you know you can get ones with different kind of covers that um, I've got like motivation words or whatever so like for example when I was working in travel I would always have a notepad with some kind of beach scene or seaside you know whatever um my my unshakable mama's um notepad at this moment says make today count on the front of it you know so it kind of prompts me um so I know at a glance which which is which oh this is wonderful and again we are so alike I have two shelves full of notebooks and things the works I mean, for people that aren't in the UK, the works is like um, a discount stationers. I have got so many things. And if I find one that I like with inspiration, I will buy three of those at the same time so I can use them and go through. And it is. I just love it. And I still have a file of facts. Even though I'm techie, geeky, I've I've got three. I've got the little pink one that goes in my handbag. I've got a sparkly gold one that I use that's the A5 size size that I take when I do my consulting. And I've got an A4 one that I put together. And then I've also got folders that work like Vilofaxes on, put everything in. So when I go and work with clients, I have the um, subject divider for different clients. So I can go to that and I can see. And they look at me and all these tech people take out their MacBook or their iPad or everything. <laughs> and I take my final facts out, but I can still wipe the floor with them when it comes to tech stuff. And exactly. they look at me. And it is it's just that thing of having a nice pen. And I'm showing, I mean, listeners can't see. I've even got I've got my posh pen, fountain pen that oh, I yeah. use for my um, for my gratitude journals, but I even use the pilot disposable but they're fountain pens because then I can do my squirrely writing. So no matter what I'm doing, I have different colours of that. So yes, everything you've said, I can relate to. And yes, I do have that thing when it comes to stationery. I get quite excited about it, as everyone can see. (laughs) Funny enough, you're saying about the colours. I always journal in pink. I've got a pink pen I always use to journal with, always. And it's, it's so special because I used to have, you know, the ones, the pens, the gel pens that are silver and gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to write with that because my brand colours have always been gold, hence my gold yeah. Filofax. But I'd write with gold sparkly at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, this is it. why we're so alike. We are. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. So let me tell you a funny story that you just made me think of. Right, While I was pregnant, I 
all of a sudden was inspired to do so much stuff, Pell, just random stuff. So bear in mind, up until this point, I've been like a party girl, you know, and all the stuff that went with it. Um, I was not used to having a straight head on and being motivated to do stuff. I just kind of bumbled along in my own little cerebral, which was fine. Next thing I'm pregnant and I've got all this time on my hands and I'm, you know, very, very sober. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, so this one day I all of a sudden decided, well, I'm going to make a scrapbook. You know, I'm going to put all Chase's um, scan pictures in there and I'm going to put pictures of my baby show and la, la, la. Well, I went to the works, as you just alluded to. And I went absolutely nuts. It was like a smash and grab, right? And so I bought all these buttons and I bought a book about calligraphy and all different kinds of writing, different pens. I bought glue and glitter and stickers and la, 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 all this stuff, you know. And I had this great vision. And, um, yeah, it's all still sat in the bag two years later. <laughs> yes, I've got some of that as well. I've got some of that. I have, this, I have something sat here beside my desk that is uh, one of the white boards, the write-on, wipe-off things. Still that yeah. there. It looks brilliant. Week off, what I'm going to do, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all of that, it's still in the wrapper. And I look at it every yeah. day, and I think I need to use that. And then I look at the wall, and I think I've got no space. <laughs> so it stays there. But, yes, all these things, they seem like fantastic ideas. I know. I'm the queen of like going gung ho for these. Like I have these ideas and I'm like, yeah, man, I go all out, you know, and I buy all this exercise equipment and the DVDs and the videos and, you know, all the gear. And then I just sit on my settee and eat cream cakes. You know, I am that person. Yes. Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can all connect with that in so many ways. <laughs> and like I've said, listeners, we know Sarah's already agreed to come back and be a guest on future podcasts. We're going to learn Indeed. this lady. This lady is so special. You can just be transfixed every time she shares all her her wisdom with Bless us. <laughs> now I'm going to move on and this now, mm-hmm. Sarah. What would you have done differently in your life if you'd known oh. then what you know now? Wow, there's a question. <laughs> um, God, so many things, I guess. But I say so many things, but actually, do you know what? If I would have done them differently, then it wouldn't have brought me to here. And, and I wouldn't know what I know, and I wouldn't know who I know, and I wouldn't be who I am. So actually, I'm going to go with nothing because mm. this was how it was meant to be. And although sometimes have been hard or times have been, you know, maybe – turned you upside down and inside out like I don't know mate like the death of my dad for example or becoming a single mom you know stuff like these things that at the time you're just like uh what the you know and and it's hard to find kind of the reason for it and to work out how there's going to be another tomorrow when, when you're in the thick of it but actually once you come through it and you look back like how I am now like you can see quite clearly how everything kind of integrated and fell into place and why you had to go through that to bring you to here and and so on and so on, as I've said already. So my answer to that is nothing. And that is brilliant. And so many of my inspirational guests, when I ask that question, every single one of them give me the same answer, which again shows really? me I've picked the right people to be connected with and you're on the right track and the right place yeah. where you should be. Because if you don't want to change anything, it's yeah. brought you to where you are and everything was a exactly. learning curve to actually get yeah. there. And this is where it's so special. And that's why I like that question because 
you get to see. And like I said, when so many of my guests are saying wouldn't change anything, mm. that's when I know, yes, these are the people for me because they're so special and that's yeah. how they've got there. And I just love it. Love it. I'm going to move on to this next question. Now, Sarah, what is your biggest challenge and why? Okay. My biggest challenge is, I guess, time management. And not in the sense that, you know, kind of the days get away with me, although they do sometimes. You know, I'm an avid planner. I'm very organised in the sense that, you know, I know what's coming and, so on um you know which comes from many many years of working as a PA and having to know who's doing what and when and how they're getting there what they need once they arrive right that's ingrained in me and and it's easy to kind of apply that to to external situations or to my clients but sometimes for me I don't necessarily always put it into practice however in general I'm very organized and so my biggest challenge is that I just want to do all the things. And, and you and I have spoke about this so many times, Pearl. You know, I have shiny new object syndrome in the extreme. Um, you know, I find out something or some get some knowledge about something, even some vague concept, and that's it. I'm fascinated. I'm hooked. I want to know all about it. And I disappear down so many rabbit holes that I struggle to find my way back again. And before I know it, I've committed myself to XYZ programs and I'm doing XYZ challenges. I'm trying to read 15 books um, and also do the core activities for my business and take my boy to nursery and, you know, maybe eat occasionally, um, etc. My biggest challenge is to just stay focused and do one thing at a time. I think my personality is such that, you know, I'm, I'm multi-passionate, you know, I'm good at a number of different things, diverse, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a person that's very passionate. I do things with my whole self or not at all, right? And so when something piques my interest, quite naturally, I want to follow it through. Um, and so what I've learned to do is just kind of make a mental note of the things that I want to follow once I've finished this thing. And obviously the list is ever growing and I will never get it all done. But I think it's better to have a list of things that maybe potentially you're never going to get around to than trying to do 28 things at once because it just ends up in overwhelm and you don't really appreciate the beauty or you know get to see the real results because you're spreading yourself too thin and so human design is my next one that I want to follow that's my next rabbit hole it's been <laughs> on my radar for a few months now human design that's where I'm going next watch this space folks oh this is absolutely brilliant and it is I think all of us have that as well because the nature when we look at coaching when we want to be of service to others we always want to learn and grow we want to know that we can offer the best us to other people yeah so can totally totally connect with that now i'm i'm just watching the time i'm saying to the audience i know we have to finish in about 15 minutes because i've got another meeting to go to so what i'm going to do you've already said you will come back so what i'll do is we the this we will publish this podcast so all the listeners can hear but then the, the fo- there will be a follow-up for the rest of the questions so sure. i'll probably we might get through two more but we'll see so but just to share with that because it, i'm loving this interview i knew i would which is why when i first <laughs> asked you i knew the stuff we learn from you and everything i'm going to ask a question now i keep being told that it's ego-centered mm. this question i didn't think about the ego when i when i put it down as a question to ask but okay. it's the coaching side of me where we're learning right Sarah, Sarah how do you want to yes. be remembered oh 
<laughs> so for me, it's really important to be remembered as someone that made a difference. Like I just want to have made an impact on the world, you know, to have made a significant difference to somebody's life, to lots of people's lives, ideally. But, you know, I'm a big fan of just starting with one, right? Even if just one person takes something from me. Oh, there's a creature in here. I don't do creatures. Um, Sorry, we digress. (laughs) Even if just one person, you know, takes away something invaluable from me, then, you know, my life has been worth it. And so I... I really want people to remember me as somebody who was always there for them, you know, no matter the situation, it was always a safe space. It was always a space where they could just be however they are. And sometimes my friends say to me, you know, oh, I didn't want to tell you about this and that because I don't want to be all doom and gloom and whatever. And I'm like, listen, you're one of my best friends, yeah? However you are, however you come, that's fine. You know, you don't have to sit here and entertain me. You don't have to sit here and whack a smile on and be happy, happy, joy, joy. You know, you should know that by now. Like, out of everybody, there's no pressure from me to be anything other than how you are. And I will love you through and through no matter what. Yeah. Um, and so I think as well, also way I want to be remembered is just for always being true to myself. And just leading by example and just being that shining light, you know, that will always just give and be the best that they can be. And that's basically it for me. And you've already achieved that. You are phenomenal. You are. You are. You're phenomenal. And everything you do, you touch my life in so many ways every day. And you do that to so many people. And I know when I was doing my research from my, my coaching business, like about, I was asking my friends, you know, what, why is it that you come to me for stuff? You know, what, what is it about me that makes you choose me rather than go to somebody else? And across the board, so many people came back with the same response, which actually really surprised me. Um, but as soon as it was pointed out to me, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. It's funny, isn't it? You don't notice things that other people do. And one of the most consistent things that, you know, my, my crew basically said to me was that you always bring humor to situations like we would be telling you something really really serious something you know that's bringing us down or something you know maybe a bit sensitive and you always bring humor to the situation but yet we still know that you're taking it seriously and that you're you're taking it on board and that you will help us so even though we're laughing you know it's not that you're not listening and that's an amazing gift and I was like actually I guess it is you know like one of my friends she's absolutely riddled with anxiety and she doesn't really talk about it because it's just got such a stigma to her and even the thought of talking about it makes her kind of go into herself and yet we've spoken at length about it billions of times you know and 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 we have this way like we have banter about it you know and I laugh and joke with her and I think for her that makes it a space where she can share because it's not going to be you know some heavy duty very sensible sedate conversation you know we're just having jokes but at the same time I'm able to help her and maybe give her a different perspective and so on and so that was the standout thing that jumped out at me when I asked everybody you know what is it about me that they said you know you've got this way of being able to bring humor to very serious situations but also let us know that that you're listening and that you're there. Oh, this is wonderful. It really is. And I go back again, it's gold dust. It really is everything you're sharing. And I would agree 
with absolutely everything you're saying. I'm going to ask you one more question, Sarah. Go on. As a child, what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now? So as a child, I wanted to be, uh, I wanted I wanted to have a chain of hotels, actually. And so I guess this tourism hospitality thing was ingrained in me from a very early age. I just didn't have tapped into it. I didn't know. But I always loved going to hotels, like the whole idea of kind of home away from home. And I've been really interested in kind of the user experience aspects of it. So when I was looking to maybe go into that as a career, I was more coming at it from the point of, you know, what is it that, that our guests will get from us? You know, how can we create this experience for them so that it is home away from home and everything's fresh and crisp and, you know, you don't have to do anything, like you don't have to wash up, you don't have to think, you know, and it's and all the little toiletries and la, 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 all that stuff. I just love, I love hotels. Like if I could live in a hotel, I, I would. I just love them. Um, and so I guess it was natural that I was going to end up working in a hotel at some point, wasn't it? But this was my vision to have like a chain of hotels. And then the more I started looking into it, the more I realised it was a very male dominated world. And that kind of put me off. And then I realised how much actual work was involved. And it didn't feel like something that was aligned with my soul. It just felt like I would be kind of the token female battling in a male-orientated environment. And that's not to say that it wouldn't be possible. And I realise that's a very blanket statement. So please don't anyone jump on me, any you know female empowerment crusaders. <laughs> I'm all for female empowerment. I just couldn't be bothered to fight the battle myself. Um, and so, you know, I, for me, it turned out to be a bit different. It turned out to be working in hotels as a rep and, you know, giving, giving the guests that experience, but not having the headache of being the one that actually owns the gas. But I think at some point in the future, I would think about maybe having a little guest house somewhere or something like that. My auntie's actually just trans, um, just changed part of her property in Italy into an Airbnb. And I think, you know, something like that would work really well for me because I do, I do love it. I really love it. And to provide that is is just as much of a joy to me as to be the one that experiences it. So watch this space. Never say never. Oh, this is wonderful. And you are so entrepreneurial. Anyway, I can see I can see all these different things coming. And again, it goes back to like you were saying, the start of your career where you talk to everyone, you would be yeah. a perfect host to that. And yeah. I still see that that happening. Can you I mean, you know that I'm working on a retreat and everything. Yeah. And I'm looking ideally, it's currently online, but if you could look and put that into an actual bricks and mortar and choose things now that that you could actually say right I've got these areas and this is what I'm going to run this and it would all fit with yeah. events and everything yeah absolutely absolutely and my brain's just gone bang because I thought of another idea now <laughs> oh no here we go <laughs> so Pearl Cox Enterprises expands oh just a bit just a bit um, <laughs> I, I I'm going to draw this interview to a close now because i know okay, we've both love. got to run off to our next meetings i wish i could yeah. talk to you all day long and i will the listeners know that you've already said yes you're going to come back so we what we will do we will publish this part of the Thank interview you. and then come back and take more time to go through the others and we will be having you back to talk about lots of different areas because i <laughs> Every answer you've given us is the potential to be a podcast in its own right because you have so much that you can share and teach us and inspire. 
you are the inspirational coach and you can inspire <laughs> all of us <laughs> it just thank you for having me yes it's a pleasure and i cannot wait until we're back sat across from the microphone and doing this all over again because we learned so much from you thank you so much thank you no worries Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.